The Drop Back with Sam Lewis, Matt Burns Peak, and Joe Costanzo. And we're back with another episode of the Dropback Podcast. I'm Sam Lewis. I'm joined as ever down the line by Joe Costanzo. And we're back and we're ready to go all over again. And joining us again this week, it's Matt Burns Peak. How's it going, guys? It's going good. Long time no see. It's been a whole Dolphins winning streak since you've been here. I know. So that's probably been, what, a few seasons? Oh, no, it's two games. Two, two games. And then we got dismantled by Josh Allen. Sad times. Shannon's on a bit of bit of a streak at the moment. It's like five or six games without throwing a pick. Yeah, which is good for him because he used yeah. to love throwing picks. Yeah, it was, the, it was it his does. biggest thing coming out of college. Loved loved an inty, just like Sam Apart Darnold. His big old arm. <laughs> but do you think do you think um, you've got you've given some bad juju to the uh, the Dolphins by returning to the podcast, Matt? I think I am actually low key the biggest problem that the Dolphins have. It's not the lack of O line or the, basically a team of free agents and no names it's the fact that every time i come on a podcast it's because we've lost well yeah you just need to stay gone and yeah it's, it's literally their way of just well that's coming off quite aggressive there yeah just get out get out i'm sorry guys i'll try harder to not cause <laughs> my team to lose <laughs> that's why joe's sticking around he's yeah. keeping on that streak Mate. which we'll get onto a bit later so before we do get on to the NFL, let's go look at the uni games from this weekend, week three, and uni- changed oh. up a bit. I think the biggest surprise was Birmingham manager win against previously high flying UWE. Yeah, oh that was a, that was a, that was a really good game, and with two teams that have been really fun to watch in the first few weeks of the season, UWE as well have been so fantastic on defense in particular. They've got. I'd say probably three absolutely outstanding players on offense as well. Obviously, their quarterback's fantastic, but Rajard Cooper, the running back, is tremendous. Um, the tight end, Jefferson's an absolute beast. And they've got Chris Green as well at wide receiver. He's been really impressive. Um, but, you know, Birmingham as well, their, their defensive front have been fantastic and did such an amazing job of, of shutting down the UWE offense, holding them to just two points. It was... No, a, a really fantastic game and I think both these teams could potentially get really far in the playoffs well that's the important thing about Uniball because players don't have enough time to learn in-depth playbooks you can't have that many wrinkles to them as much because at the end of the day they're students too and it's not like in the US where you have all those training sessions every week that if you're able to shut down the run game because teams aren't going to have that many different running options and you know they're going to pass the ball it just makes your job on defense that much easier yeah Birmingham have always been a well-coached team as well like even going back to when when we were playing it was we only played them in a friendly I believe but um like they've they've just always been up there in terms of the level of the quality of coaching that, that, that those guys get their defensive front was always very good from from when we were playing and going on into now is is it's obviously like it's it's a good level of coaches they've got up there so well run program 100 percent oh show exactly so the other game in the in the south Premiership um, with the Hertfordshire last year's finalists lost again. This time, first home game of the season. You'd thought that would have given them a chance to regroup and get ready to go, yeah. less travelling. But they're beaten by the Swansea squad that they, they were victorious over in last year's semi final. It's 30 been, to 14. It's been a tough one for, for Hertfordshire to start the year. They're 0 and 3 on the year. This was actually their third game. This was their, their first points they've actually put up 
of the season. Um, and again, it still wasn't enough to, to overcome a Swansea t- side that you know, have been have been very strong. But I think pre-season, you would have probably looked at that matchup and, and probably edged it towards Hertfordshire. Um, you know, it's been strange to see a team that was so dominant last season really struggling out of the gate. But I guess early season, um, influx of new players, that sort of thing, we can see these sort of slip-ups. But um, you know, they've certainly got quite a quite a lot of ground to make up in the latter part of the season now. Absolutely, especially with well, the only other team again, how we spoke about last week, Joe UEA also without a win on a bye this week. That game between them getting closer and closer, and it could be all important. Uh, now they're still both without a win. Yeah, it's pretty much the game breaker. Is if you get a win in Uni Ball against a, another team that, that seems to be losing the majority of their games, then you've pretty much secured your playoff run. Okay, so moving to the north, unfortunately, Coventry still waiting for their first game Tough in the break. Premiership. A waterlogged pitch ruling out their home match against Nottingham, which they they must be absolutely frothing at the mouth at this point. Yeah, I mean, I feel like when when Coventry eventually gets to play their first game, the first play someone's of Coventry players is going to absolutely go through an opposition player because they've been waiting so long for that Premiership debut. Um, obviously, the suspension ruling out their their Week One matchup, and now the waterlogged pitch from from this week. Um, it's a shame, but I guess it's one of those things where extra time to to rep practice, extra time to prepare for for the matchup. Um, you know, hopefully they can come out all guns blazing and and show why they deserve to stay in the division. Yeah, you got to hope they remain under control there that first game. Don't get a bit too carried away with actually managing to get a game under their belts. Yeah, and the the other game in the north, Durham, who are looking pretty good to start the year. They dismantled what's been a traditionally strong program in Sterling 29 to 6 especially after Sterling went down to Nottingham in week 1 and won comfortably there. Yeah, I, th- I feel like Sterling have been, you know, early early season one of the surprise packages. I have to admit that looking at that week 1 fixture between Nottingham and Sterling, I was edging it more towards Nottingham. Um but you know, absolute credit Sterling, they played fantastically on the day. They they've been really impressive up till now. Um and Durham have been a bit, bit of a mystery, but I think the main, the main takeaway from, from that game this weekend was how impressive the Durham passing game is. Uh, you know, Matt Gallagher at quarterback can absolutely sling it, and he seems to have a really fantastic chemistry with those receivers, and and they're managing to really dice teams through the air as a result of it. Great. So any, so we're three games in. Have you got any predictions for the team that you think is going to win it? <sighs> I'm UWE. Oh, I. You know what? I'm. I'm. I know that that I, I was leaning towards UW as well, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Birmingham. You know, simply on the result this weekend was a really big statement, uh, and I think they looked fantastic in the explosion event. And that defensive front is just unstoppable on its day. I think that could be enough to be able to let them shut down opposition rushing attacks, which obviously in Uni Ball teams lead on quite often. Um, and I think that could lead them to the playoff run as long as they stay healthy. And yeah, maybe the but, championship. Yeah, I, I guess the only reason I went with UW is just the, the sheer amount of talent they have at the moment. Mm. This year in particular with the influx of uh, you know, uh, foreign foreign students. At, but I think Birmingham is, is a good pick as well. They've got a clear history of you know winning championships. They I can't remember the exact figure they've they've won, but it, I, I know when we when we were at uni it was a fair amount. Um but yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting. I'm don't rule, with UWE. Don't rule out Leeds Beckett though, as well. They've been impressive. That's what I was going to say. They won it last year. Haven't really missed a step going into this season. Two and zero on a bye week this week, and like I said, their offense has been proven hard to stop with just the way it's the way it's run. It's such a difficult one to close down the entire thing. There's 
always something open for them. So yeah. until someone shows they can stop that offense, it's going to be hard to pick against mm. Beckett. Yeah, but and- I'd, I'd, I'd trust maybe UWE and Birmingham both have a pretty strong defense. So uh, it'll be it'll be a fun final to see. Definitely, that would be an interesting match: Birmingham's rush defense versus Beckett's rushing a tab but we've got a long season to go before we get to that point and lots of twists and turns in uni ball so we'll see if it's even the same after christmas bendy wendy <laughs> that's our first bendy wendy of the season lads <laughs> keep a tra- we'll keep a track of that as well <laughs> keep a tab okay so other odd things that happened in the past week along with bendy wendy was the whole colin kaepernick affair mm. oh yeah at- so it was a bit odd. The NFL, they sprung this surprise workout on everyone, including Colin Kaepernick. He was given two hours to respond. And so we accepted it at first. 25 teams got to show up. The vi- And then I think the sticking point was that Colin Kaepernick, the league wouldn't have been liable for any injuries he'd suffered. And the NFL would sort of all own all the video footage from mm. it. Kaepernick, no I don't know, it just seemed an odd one as well for Kaepernick to just change the event so early before it took place to a, to a location an hour away. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to have a go at Kaepernick, but it's like, you know, he's saying, oh, I didn't like the receivers he would be throwing through, he doesn't feel in control of the event. But sometimes if you want to be work for a company, you have to play by some of their rules yeah. and they're yeah. giving him a way in. If he can just for one day just play by their rules, he's not saying he can't do any of the protesting stuff. He can still speak his mind. Just turn up to that pro- um, protest workout, show you can still play. And the reason it was being set up apparently is because there are one or two teams legitimately interested in signing him and they were testing the water with this The move. Bears could do with a, comp- with a you know decent quarterback. I, I think it was it was it was interesting as well because like you said over twenty five teams were invited to go to the thing, uh, well twenty five reps were estimated to go to the original um, showing mm. and it was kind of sh- sh- telling to me that only eight reps turned up to the rescheduled practice. It kind of it gives a sort of aura. It's, it's it's a bit of a it's more of a show. It's like send your NFL representative representative there because we want to show that we care mm. and we want to show that we might sign him. But actually, it, the issue isn't that Colin Kaepernick clearly has enough talent to be on an NFL roster as a backup mm. or, you know, a third string. There are third string QBs out there that, you know, we could ha- just have bloody Colin Kaepernick. But I think the issue's never been with this talent. It's just the NFL ownership. And I think it's it's good that... Roger Goodell has, has managed to organise this thing, but it's also, to me, it feels just... Box-ticking exercise. ...kind of forced. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what's to stop? Like... I don't know. I, I was all pro-capping before this happened, but then it may be forcing all that, but you are still giving him a workout in front of the NFL. We've seen nothing, basically, of him actually playing for the last three yeah. years. If He looked pretty gassed by the end of that. If the worry was that he was going to be puking or something... Like, do you really does he want that being shown? Yeah, yeah. The, the, That's true. What? So my sort of main couple of takeaways from this is, firstly, um, I agree with you, Slu. I think the whole palaver about rescheduling it. I think it was the teams got told about half an hour before it was meant to start that it was being moved to a location an hour away. So I think, firstly, doesn't really. Yeah. Well, Hugh Jackson, who was supposed to run it, he was told forty-five minutes before that it was a location about an hour away. So it's like right, it's, I'm exactly, it's not it's not logistically <laughs> possible to be able to get those people to still come and watch. Um, so I think that was that could have been handled better. I think probably from both sides and with a bit more sort of forth, forethought. If there's an if there's an issue that could potentially 
you know cancel the event surely that needs to be dealt with before it's the day of the event um and my other thing was it's the same issue that i have with when quarterback prospects coming out of um college have their pro days and they they do routes on air which is which is you know that's absolutely fine you know everyone likes seeing pretty passes over the top but I don't think that was ever an issue with Colin Kaepernick about his arm strength or his ball placement accuracy. I don't think that was really the questions. The questions were, you know, can could he read the defense? Could he make the correct reads? And him throwing the ball to receivers again with no defenders, stuff like that, would you know, that he didn't really put himself in a position to to conquer, you know, what were the traditional um, you know, weaknesses in his game. It just seemed a bit sort of nothing it was you just it just seemed like you'd sort of turned up to watch Colin Kaepernick throw in the park with some mates um you know like I said I mean he can, he can still throw a good spiral he can still throw a good deep ball that's fantastic but it, you know like like when you see quarterback prospects come out on pro day and I get it you know don't want to get injured it's just a sort of you know you've, you've got to do it but you've got to do it in a way where it absolutely negates any chance of injury 100% but I think you can still do that in a way that that shows a little bit more I was a little bit disappointed that it was... I think part of that, why the pro day they throw the ball, is because it's different watching someone throw live and watching them throw on tape. Mm -hmm. You can see how quickly it's coming out of their hand, a lot of that more than... It's not just how well they can read the defence. That sort of thing you can see on film. That's on the college side of thing, not the Kaepernick thing. Because everyone knows that Kaepernick's not going to have lost his arm talent if he's been working out as he claims for the last three years. So I uh, just about the pro day thing. Yeah. So, so I mean, from that point of view, I kind of felt that it was, you know, it, it's nice to see him get that opportunity. It's nice that um, he's got you know, an NFL workout and had that opportunity to show that he's still got the arm talent. But I don't think that was ever really in question. It seemed like it. I mean, I would have preferred if they'd if it had been more like what what teams do with um, when they have scheduled visits with quarterback, you know. Potential quarterbacks that they might be taking, where that's more about you know his uh, his playbook, very dumbed down playbook, but his playbook. Take what you can from it. Um, will be you more of a sort of test environment rather than just watching him throw against no one. Yeah, yeah, and also though the thing is, if Ka- Ka- Kaepernick had showed up for the NFL workout after there'd been rumours that teams were interested, no one signs, nothing comes of it, then it's not on him. Yeah, then it's on the NFL not giving him a fair shot. If he's doing all this stuff beforehand. It gives people an opportunity to say, oh, he doesn't really want it. He just wants to be a martyr. And I don't know if that is the case or not. But the point is, why is he giving people the opportunity to say such a thing? It's mm. just, it doesn't seem like the smartest move from his point of view. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I understand. I, I think it's important as well to to remember that it's it's a bit difficult because we don't have all the details of, of what went down and stuff like that. But we've heard sort of from sources from Kaepernick's side that the NFL gave him this very strange and unorthodox um, waiver thing that one, in terms of liability they wanted him to sign and is it that strange and unorthodox no they gave that to be fair though they, they, that was given to everyone like that was just a thing for everyone at the at the, the practice including the receivers and stuff anyone who got injured is just you know that's it was just something they have to sign it's, it's, it's mm. not it wasn't I don't think that's an issue if you go any, if you go anywhere you're if you go paintballing you have to yeah. result, absolve yourself of all responsibility True. you don't it's not the same thing. I don't think that's fair to pin that on the NFL because otherwise they bring Colin Kaepernick in, he twists his knee, he's out, he's done his ACL, and then he gets medical insurance on the NFL, which, yeah. yeah. I mean, why should the NFL? They're giving him another opportunity in their point of view. Why should he? they be then responsible for his medical fees? True. I mean, it, it, this, I think this is the difficult with the situation is we don't know exactly because the NFL say that it's the standard liability that they give to everybody there. Kaepernick's side is saying that it was 
you know unusual and thrust upon them and they weren't expecting it and all this that and the other so it's, it, there's going to be somewhere in the middle of there's the truth um but yeah it, it i think it was a shame it was a shame ultimately that you know what could have been a really fantastic moment in terms of um you know cabinet getting a second chance almost like an opportunity to put everything that's happened into the rear view um instead we it sort of comes out with another layer of controversy and sort of spoils what could have been a really great occasion yeah, yeah. and the, i think my closing thought of this is that i don't understand why he waited for an hour beforehand because he could have done the exact same move he could have gauged that there were people interested and then said the day before the event i've looked at the stuff that the nfl have given me to sign i've had two hours i only had two hours to think about it before i accepted i've had a further look talk with my family talk with my coaching staff and we're not sure we want to do it under the NFL conditions. If it would it'd be great if you guys could meet me in this location then, rather than waiting an hour before and making people rush mm. and that sort of thing. Yeah, the is, decision was is, made too late. The whole thing was a was a bit of a just a bit of a shambles, to be honest. It, just the NFL organizing it so last minute, and then it all being changed on Kaepernick's side. I I think there's there's multiple factors at play here, really. But you know, it's just shame. It's kind. Of, it is a shame because uh, the a lot of people. The ideal scenario out of this is that Kaepernick gets put on an NFL team, but it's it's almost like. Do we think that still happen? We've left room, but now, like no. like Slew said, we, we've left room room for questioning as if like, does he actually want to be on an NFL team? And I don't really know. Like I don't like. I'm not. I'm not anti Kaepernick. I'm not anti like him protesting. Do what you want, but. At this point, I don't know if he wants to be on an NFL team because they they've lined everything up for him, in a sense. Even though it has been completely rushed, and it's been kind of like you said, like he could have looked at this all the day before. He could have, you know, it's just it just seems very mm. strange. I I think that Kaepernick does want to be back in the NFL. I think I completely I completely agree with um, his grounds for protest and everything like that. I think he was absolutely blackballed and treated really unfairly and I think that he would he wants to be back in the NFL. I think in this situation maybe he could have judged things a little bit better and put himself in a better position because I think as you've said Slew he's sort of given them an excuse not to give him that second chance now. Yeah. yeah. And I think if you're an, if you're an NFL owner you want your team and even if you agree with what he's saying in the protest, you don't have an issue with him protesting. If he can't follow the rules laid out for him by an employer, not, this isn't even on the protest side of things. This is turn up to this workout. Yeah. This is what your job is. That's, what I mean. That's completely different to his protest. If he's going to pull this at, tra- at training for a workout, how do you know he's going to be at every training session? How do you know he's going to be at every team meeting? And, and I'm not saying he won't be, but it leaves that doubt. And do you want to play a quarterback that you're not sure about? Yeah, that's 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 kind of what I was trying to say. Like, it's it's just this whole. It seemed like there just wasn't that much effort from from like there was this this perceived effort from the NFL to to like make a big showing out of it, but and then on Kaepernick's side, it didn't seem like he was too if if he was actually that determined to do it and to go out there and make a show, he wouldn't have been you know. Just these, the last minute nature of the whole rearranging yeah. stadiums and everything like that just kind of proves to that point. But anyway, right? Yeah. So yeah, absolutely. So we're sort of all in agreement. It was mishandled a little bit yeah. by both sides. Yeah. And so let's move on, Joe. Let's get into something you really want to talk about, and that's Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens. Can they win the Super Bowl? We can indeed. Oh, I mean, shock. will you? Shock. What? What do you mean shock? With 
I, I knew <laughs> you were going to kind of I knew you were going to say it. it. I knew you were going to say it. But would you not say it at the moment? Well, there's there's definitely an argument to be had that we're the best team in the NFL. There's an argument to be had for sure that you're up there with some of the best teams in the NFL. Ooh. Up there with okay. So who who's who's a better team than the Baltimore Ravens right now? Um, I mean, I'm tempted to still say that the Pats, because you you know you don't know what you're going to get with the Pats in terms of they can play shit and then still turn up at the business end of the season and. and Against all the and against all the odds, win. So I think you can never discount the Pats. I think um, Kansas City could be there or thereabouts at the end of the season. I think Green Bay are a very good team. I think uh, San Francisco are a very good team. I don't think it's a clear cut. Baltimore Ravens are the best team in the NFL. Hand the trophy now. No, I'm not. But I think saying the Pats of all teams, like at the at this moment, I know the Pats' history with getting to the playoffs. But I'm saying in the NFL right now. I would say, you know, if we're if we're doing this weird NFL math here, you know, <laughs> we're gonna go the the Forty Niners lost to the Seahawks. We beat the Seahawks. Joe, that's a nonsense. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know, know it. You lost to the Browns. That discounts yeah, your whole I know, thing. I know. Okay, no, but I'll, I'll I'll lay down some some actual facts for you here. Um, like <laughs> I said, facts. like I said before, like every week Lamar Jackson continues to improve. That's just a fact, you know. He's every week he's he's proving that he's really difficult to deal with. Um, downplays the MVP talk every press conference. The guy just wants to win, and he wants to prove he wants to improve as a quarterback, not as a running back. Or you know, he wants to throw the ball first, and we saw that in the game against the Texans. His pocket awareness was really good. Like he was genuinely staying in the pocket, stepping up, and he'd run when he needed to run or when he was designed to run. But if he sees it, he'll he'll take it. But he he wants to throw the ball first, and he wants to be a complete passer first. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm genuinely very excited to have someone who's this dedicated to winning. Like, and you can hear it from all of his teammates. This this dude is putting in the hours, and it's apparent the jump he's made from year one to year two that he's putting in the hours out outside of it. Um, one thing yeah, I'll... not even on Lamar Jackson point, but your defense absolutely shut down te- the Texans this weekend. Yeah, with a few uh, Sean Watson with just 169 passing yards, and then he was sacked another six times. But that's not impressive because Sean Watson would get sacked on his own behind that O line. But yeah, that 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 is true. But also... and, they, and you were helped a little bit by There's... early on in the game by a couple of those no pi calls. Mm. Yeah, but also we did win by such a like 41 to. Nine, yeah, but yeah, but you say okay, yeah, yeah. Trends, I'm not saying yeah, yeah, it was yeah. a close game, but exactly like the point that those PI calls happened, it wasn't already 41 to seven. Yeah, 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 yeah. I agree. You'd you already mean. put the you put the position that the Texans had to be chasing the game, had to have Jackson, um, Watson dropping back to pass the whole time. Yeah, the old if and Lampard a couple of those that goal in South. Exactly, <laughs> that's the per- that's the perfect analogy, Joe. Mm. Yeah, but I think this is a bit we would have fucking beat no, the you still absolutely performed. I think that I think that's just a hater's view of it. You did absolutely dominate the game. You've looked great for weeks. Yeah. And the only the only thing I can really say about the Ravens, and I'm not saying this is a reason that they will lose, is they are one in three in rematches against teams that have already played Lamar Jackson. That one was against the Bengals. And I think that's just more to show like you can't understand how quick and agile he is until you actually play mm. him. Yeah. Um, uh, I agree as well, but I think, uh, I mean, what? So one of them was one of them's the Browns this year, 
and one of Chargers. Yeah, the Chargers last year, obviously, but that that was last year. I mean, the jump from year one to year two is is, is yeah. very different. I think if if Lamar Jackson now played in that Chargers game, we would have won the game, like mm. especially with the offense we built around him, and um, just sort of like I think the the a good analogy as to like why this team is so good at the moment is if we look at the Eagles versus the Pats game this week, for example. Um, can we not? <laughs> I know it's it's hard, it's tough to bring up, Sloop. But to be honest, actually, I actually didn't mind it. There was it went a lot better than I thought it was going to do. It was only what seventeen to ten. Not as much of a spanking as I thought yeah, we were going to get. Your defense played really well, but the, the, the... that was a positive. I am actually looking forward to seeing our defense now. It's sort of fully healthy, but, right? But not this is Nelson. Not us talking about the Eagles, sir. This is me just making a point to further my point about the Ravens. Oh, sorry, so I should have realized down. that we everything this was connected Ravens back to the Ravens. Now. This is all this is all Ravens talk. Sit your bitch ass down, boy. Now, so in that Eagles game, we saw Belichick adjust to the quick success that the Eagles are having early on, right? So mm-hmm. as the game went on, their defense naturally, you know, Bill Belichick got better. But in that <laughs> in the same game, in in the same scenario against the the Ravens, they literally couldn't adjust. They they couldn't stop the offense. The offense right now is so dynamic; it's crazy the stuff they're doing. I'm just it. It's just it's just fun. It's just fun to watch. And I don't know if we're going to win a Super Bowl, but I I know we also did we also did lose um, Lane Johnson and um, was it just Lane Johnson? I think it may have been. That's a big but miss. We lost. Lane Johnson for a bit, and, and Jason yeah. Peters missed quite a bit of the game as well, which partway through the game, the Patriots, they were able to get a lot more pressure. That was the point that it, that it switched as well. How long is Lane Johnson out for? Just out of interest. Concussion protocol. Oh, yeah. So it could be, no, you don't, you never know. Um, yeah, but pretty much, like, I don't know if we're going to win the Super Bowl. I'm intrigued to see if we beat the 49ers, and I'm intrigued to see if we beat the Browns again. Like, if, <laughs> if we lose to the Browns, genuinely, because... That would be we, funny. We, like we did it with the Bengals at our first game against the Bengals, we kind of just downplayed to our AFC North competition, and we do that quite often. So I wouldn't be surprised if we had a surprise loss to the Browns or the Steelers coming up. You can't lose to the Steelers. Mason Rudolph is the worst quarterback I have ever seen, yeah. and that includes um, Osweiler. He's yeah. pretty bad. He's horrific. He is so lucky that his head almost got caved yeah. in because if it wasn't for that, everyone would be talking about how crap he is. If he didn't get ganked in the cranium, then he'd be benched. I, I'm going to go on a limb here and say he, he did kind of very much instigate that fight. And 100%. Off very leniently. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't care if he instigated it. You can't push someone and then get expect and then they stab you and you get in trouble for it. It's not the same thing. Yeah, I mean, yes. what Miles Garrett did was very naughty indeed, but Mason Rudolph <laughs> shouldn't pick, shouldn't try and start fights with a man naughty who's just Mason. taken his helmet. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, okay, cool. Let's just start a fight with this guy who's jacked up on all hell. What was weird was the way that he turned around after getting hit on the head and be like, mate, did you just see what? that? Instead of like, yes. I know, running for his life. Yeah. Yes, please. <laughs> I did, in in a really sort of guilty pleasure way, I did absolutely love Larry Ogunjobi for no reason at all, just coming, pushing him over afterwards. One game suspension. <laughs> completely away from it, all the Miles Garrett stuff. Just went and just pushed Mason Rudolph over. Yeah. I bloody loved watching that. I don't know. I don't know what's wrong with me, but I just love pure unadulterated violence. Two of your inept neighbors fighting each other and looking like 
complete bellends. Yeah, it's 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 like you know watching the 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 two years below in school just to have a proper fight, and you don't really care who wins, you know. It's just funny. It's just it's just fun to watch. You just want to see someone get something that isn't fun to watch, though. Moving on from that was the Rams beat Bears game last oh, night, so and game. how far these two have fallen in a bad year game. is absolutely disgusting. I the one thing you can say is. McVeigh he changed it up a bit. He's gone from the outside zone he's to a more of a duo run scheme because his offensive line just isn't getting the penetration. Mm. And the Bears, I don't care how good their back end is because they're getting absolutely gashed on the ground, so no one's having to pass against them. Yes, Goff, Goff went. Goff had eighteen passes, eleven completions, which are both career lows when he's starting. So it's a good job they're only paying him what about one hundred thirty odd million. Goff's been horrible to watch this season. I was expecting so much after last year and he's just Were done you? nothing yeah i i mean it was just kind of it's kind of we kind of predicted this last week slew to be honest it was like yeah. i don't really know i didn't know going in who's going to win but i knew it was going to be a terrible game mm. because none of these offenses are performing well like both defenses did, did a good job but i mean what are you against right now yeah. Is Matt Nagy spending too much time losing his mind over his kicker situation? Pinera missed another two kicks. I think Matt Nagy's just kicked the down. So he hasn't like changed up his. Yeah, well, he hasn't changed up his offense at all. He just keeps. It's so frustrating him seeing go for screen like option plays on third and third and like less than three, rather than just ramming it down the middle. Yeah. Joe, we've spoken about this several times this season. You've got a running back in David Montgomery who can make the first man miss. Mm. Stop giving him the ball behind the line at on six oh when it's six God. yards and no one blocking, and just <laughs> on the short yardage, so you could have so many more first downs. They would probably could have won this game if they'd called it competently. But mm. again, they've just shot themselves in the foot rather than the Rams winning this one. Do you believe the conspiracy theory that Matt Nagy is just trying to get rid of Mitchell Trubisky by giving him terrible plays? No, I think Matt Nagy his mind has come completely exploded from yeah. the whole kicker situation from last year. I think he... I don't know if he'll ever recover. His brain is, his brain is mush. And I think... I, I don't really blame him, to be fair, because they might, like that that Bears team in general, if you think about how dominant the defence was last year, um, and, you know, obviously, again, offence wasn't the best last year, but was certainly a lot better than it has been so far this year. It's like everyone who played well for the Bears last year is now playing badly... It's not just Mitch Trubisky. Mm. I, 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 for the record, don't think that Mitch Trubisky is the answer at QB for the Bears, and I don't think he's got much more time in the league. But it must, it must be so frustrating that just everything that can go wrong for the Bears always goes wrong. And the amount of times I just see Matt, ne- Matt Nagy with his hands, with his face in his hands, just like, why is this my life? Yeah, it's a good job, Trubisky. But it's a good job, Trubisky bottomed out before. He had another decent year because otherwise they'd have him on another Goff-like contract. Yeah. They're stuck with Goff for like three or four years, <laughs> three years at least now. But I, I think if you look, if you look at the Bears, still just to harpen on about how bad the Bears are. I mean, they were both pretty terrible this game. But the, the Rams lost their two best receivers, had a touchdown t- taken away. Half their O line is on IR, and the Bears still couldn't, couldn't still fell flat. Like, what <laughs> do you need? Just, just win. Like you have all this how are you even allowing this offense i mean they didn't even do that well in the first place but also 
another note, like the the highlights of this game, because I'm not gonna lie, I watched the highlights. Thank God I didn't watch the whole thing. But the how the hell they squeezed eight minutes of highlights together. They were showing so many third and two like if that video conversions. I was just like, oh my god, what the hell am I seeing? Like it was such like at least mm. you, you'd hope an NFL highlight video would hit the ten minute mark, and they had to squeeze every life and molecule out of this dead dog. Yeah, wasn't it wasn't wasn't fun, and especially when you think about how uh, you know the Bears' defense last year and the Rams' offense last year as well. What how much of a fun matchup that would have been to see that it's just. Well, we got to see it last year. It was a great yeah, game. Well, exactly. Bears got after Jared Goff, turned it around, won a good game. Mm. And uh, this year, they, they managed to shut down the Rams' offense, but that was more because they were crap rather than anything else and didn't need to do anything. Mm. Sad. Sad and wrong. Sad. Sad and wrong. Sad. Thanks, Joe. What? So, with the Texans losing this week, they're back into an absolute dogfight for the AFC South. They're playing the Colts away on Thursday Night Football, which could almost set it up for the run-in now. The winner of this is probably going to be the favourite to get the AFC Championship spot. Who do you have winning this one? Hmm. You can go first, Joe. All right. Um, I'm going to say the Texans. Um, and this is why Marlon Mack probably isn't going to play this game. He's he's injured. Um, I think he's he's... We saw last week and that crazy spinning play that he had. Um, just how valuable he's been for them in the running game. Um, I also think, despite the Texans' performance against a top-notch Ravens defense, um, Deshaun Watson has shown at, at times that he, he's looked like an MVP this year. I think he's going to return to form. And I think this Colts defense has shown it's, it's not... It's not what we've seen out of you know the Ravens' defense. If, if we're honest, being completely unbiased, um, As and always. I think it's, it's easy to be ex- like it, it's the kind of defense that I can imagine the, the Texans exposing. And Deshaun Watson's shown that he's got talent and he can put the ball in good places. So yeah, I'm going to hit the Texans on this one. Mm. Right. I'm I'm on the opposite side of this. I'm on the Colts, and you guys know how but, I feel about the Texans under Bill O'Brien and with this defense. Well, and they just got what? Am I have I been proved wrong? Have I ever been proved wrong about this Texans team? No, but um, I'm I'm just I, I can't remember half the stuff you said to be honest, you chat a load of shit. So I said all they have going for them is Deshaun Watson and DeAndre Hopkins. No particularly wrong. They've got <laughs> they've got Carlos Hyde. He scored a garbage time touchdown he did some nice things okay well exactly well the the Colts managed to rack up quite a few um rushing yards just fine without Marlon Mack against the Jags defense it's definitely better this Texans front without JJ Watt in it I think with the O-line that the Colts have I think they'll be able to pound this out against the Texans I don't think it's going to be an easy one for the Texans the 49ers going to Lambeau Field to take on the Packers coming off a bye week and Matt will now call it Okay. <laughs> My gut instincts is I'm going to go with A-Rod and the boys 
to take one over on the 40, on the 49ers with a heavy dose of Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams. And I think, um, you know, since they, they lost that game, I don't think the 49ers have looked as convincing as they were before. I know they, they it was in the end quite comfortable against the Cardinals, um, but the Cardinals got up early in that game and, and looked quite impressive at times. Um, I think Green Bay coming off a bye with that chance to get some key players healthy and, um, you know, that much prep for the 49ers and Kyle Shanahan's offense might be the difference. Um, and also Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams is possibly you know, in the in the top three best running back duos in the league. Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers. I think they'll probably be able to do enough just about to to get a win there at home mm-hmm. as well. Slew? Mm-hmm. It's a tricky one. A lot of this depends on Kittle's health, mm. in my view. I think if Kittle plays, then the Niners win because he's such an improvement over anything else they've got on the roster, both in the passing game and the running game. He's such a great blocker and he's the only one that doesn't seem to drop 50% of the balls thrown his way. Like Shanahan's proven he can, be, he can get people open, but if they don't want to catch the ball, there's not much he can do about that. The night, the biggest thing is, can the Packers improve in stopping the run? Because they haven't shown that they can all year. And the Niners are arguably, behind the Ravens, mm. the best run attack in the league. I think I'm going to go with the Niners on the provision that Kittle plays. you putting a, an asterisk on this. ifs and buts on this. you got to pick one to I gave you a, I gave you an asterisk last week. So. These asterisks what? are getting pretty frequent, fellas. I can't even remember last week. Yep. I can't remember what I had it might have been, no, this fact, morning. It, it, it wasn't last week. It was a couple of weeks ago when I gave you the asterisks on whether Mahomes plays or not. Oh, yeah. I do remember well, that, actually. Didn't. You guys you love didn't. playing fast and loose with asterisks. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say... Fine. You know what? You know what? Oh. No asterisks. Niners win it. Yes. I like that. That's what we like to see. Some it's, it's wrong, but I like it. Slew. Right. I'm going to hit you with a I'm going to basically agree with Slew's point here and go with the 49ers but not on the bridge that Kittle plays I literally just said that they're going to win it either way (laughs) I mean all I'm saying is very much like Slew said the 49ers rush rushing attack is one of the best in the league it's actually the second best in the league behind the Ravens Um, the Packers shown before an inability to stop the run and it's similar to, I can imagine this similar to how the, uh, the Chargers beat them just sort of grinding it out um, controlling the clock controlling the time and limiting the amount of time Aaron Rodgers has to you know be Aaron Rodgers and chuck the ball for a, just fit the ball into ridiculous windows um, I also don't think he's going to have that much time just given the 49ers defensive line in the first place Um as well so yeah guess we'll see okay and the final preview of this week the game chosen by joe throwing his weight about a bit picking this one <laughs> the patriots against the cowboys and joe seeing as though you were so keen to talk about this game you can kick us off i just was keen to not talk about the eagles what and, like, and you chose the cowboys and pats instead the other option was the seahawks versus the eagles so i thought now nah, let's get the wrong. Patriots back in here. At least they're a bit interesting. You thought wrong. Well, I thought the Seahawks versus the Eagles are two teams fighting for a wild card spot. A bit more equal in standard. Russell Wilson. But yeah, go for this one. Yeah, Yeah. no. And this is also why I said it. Because I'm going to put the Cowboys. <laughs> Yeehaw. 
Yeehaw. Right, I have no no qualms with you picking this game. Dem, now, fair play. Them cowboys. Uh, Is that all you've got? Just the shot factor? Or have you got any reasons? No, I think they're going to lean on lean on uh, Zeke in the rushing attack. I think the Pats struggled against the Eagles' uh, defense all game, and the Cowboys. I mean, Demarcus Lawrence injury pretty bad. Um, I don't know if he's back this week, but either way, the Cowboys have have been absolutely trash compared to their expectations on defense this year. They played a way too close game against. The Lions, who had Bo Scarborough, and I can't remember My what their quarterback's called. He's one of those average white ones with an average on slightly above average athleticism. That they all seem to be the same. They got Kyle Allen, the Allen that's on the Broncos, and the, Jeff Driscoll, wasn't it? That's the one. They're all the same player, aren't they? Yeah, they're they're all just some some white kid from Idaho. <laughs> but um, now nah, I'm going to take the Cowboys in this one. Not just to the shot factor. I think they can just control the clock. Um, the Pats have shown a, a bit of susceptibility to running, rushing the ball. But, I mean, we'll see. I know you guys are obviously going to go the opposite direction unless you've got any bottle. It's not about bottle. It's about being right. It's about brains. It's about your incorrect, Joe. The, the Pats going to win. Unlucky. I think the biggest thing about this, you what Darius Slay was able to shut down Amari Cooper with. Mm. He basically nothing. And yes, you could say Michael Gallup had a big game, but the pack, the Patriots always take away the biggest threat. They'll probably double Cooper with a, their second corner and a safety and then stick Stefan Gilmore on Michael Gallup. Mm. I don't think the Cowboys can win with just Randall Cobb and Blake Jarwin mm. moving the ball. No, but Good they name, can though. win with ha- Zeke. That's not what I'm saying. Zeke hasn't been as impressive this season. No, no, Zeke hasn't been great. No, Zeke hasn't been impressive. And like I said last week, Joe, Dak has been the most important player for the Cowboys this this, um, season. And if they've paid Zeke and let Dak walk, that'll be a mistake going forwards. Yeah, but I'm not saying he hasn't been, but you're not going to beat the the Patriots by throwing the ball in the end. It's like once they know that you're forced to to throw it, that's when their defense is the best. So... Yeah, that's but... when they're the most effective. That's that's the re- the reason the Ravens beat them is because they leaned on the ru- like it, the running sh- the running game is their game. So once you're forced to throw it, you're, you're screwed. And I think the Cowboys have a potential to win it here. I mean, the Cowboys have been better this year season when they've been airing the ball out. Yes, the Ravens were able to do it because that's what they're really good at. The Cowboys haven't, haven't been good running the ball. I'm just saying, I think their game plan going into this week will be lean on. Zeke, obviously, control the clock. It's the game plan every week. Exploit the Pats. The, one of the Pats' seeming weaknesses, which seems to be the rush game, even though they timed it up against the Eagles after you had some early success. But, and I know it's it's stupid, and it's a bit of a Skip Bayless comment, but I'm feeling the boys this week. What's wrong with that? There's nothing wrong with that. So you're doing what? You're doing what, Joe? What? <laughs> feeling, oh, God. Say it again. <laughs> And and on that, I think we're going to end today's show. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Make sure you check out the articles we post on thedropback.com. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at thedropback. On Facebook at thedropbackuk. I've been Sam. I've been Joe. And I've been Matt. We them boys. And we're going to let Joe feel his boys. We Until next boys. time, see ya. <laughs>